This is Alive with Joseph. Tonight, we are going to study stewardship in finances. We're going to sit around the Word of God and find out what is stewardship in our finances. Do you know that you and I are stewards? But that word steward sometimes is an abstract word. We don't understand. We don't fully grasp what the word steward means. And therefore, we'll understand for ourselves, first of all, what the word steward means. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word steward or a steward is a person hired to manage another's property. So this person that is hired, the first thing that they need to do is manage and they manage another's property. Therefore, if we were to take this and understand it for ourselves, the operative word over here is manage. Manage another's property. So your KPAs, your key performance areas as a steward are to manage, to take care of someone else's property. I looked this up also in the Webster Dictionary. It says the following, that a steward is a man employed in great families to manage the domestic affairs, superintend the other servants, collect the rents or income, keep their accounts, etc. We see the word manage come up again. So we can see that the first thing that the steward needs to do is manage. That is your key performance area. And when you manage, you do not manage your own things. So you and I, as stewards of God in this earth, have been called. We know that we have not been hired, that we are not hirelings, but we have been called by God. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And he has called us to manage. Look at this. It says that we manage the domestic concerns. Pastor Joseph this past Sunday said that you and I, we are not just ambassadors. We are embassies of God in this earth. So we represent heaven. You and I represent heaven in this earth. And therefore, we are here to impose, to ensure that the concerns, the domestic concerns of heaven are carried out here on the earth. God has called you and I, he has the great commission to go out. He said, go ye into all the world. So ours is a calling to go out into all the world to reach them with the salvation. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, according to the word. So the domestic concerns of heaven is what should be at the, forf- at the forefront of our minds as stewards of God. Secondly, he says that we are, super, we are to superintend other servants. You know who those other servants are? Those other servants are angels. The book of Hebrews chapter 1 says, what are angels? Are they not ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who are heirs of salvation? You and I are heirs of salvation. And as heirs of salvation, we are stewards who are called to manage what goes on here on the earth. Secondly, that we are here to superintend other servants. So angels are here to serve us. And therefore we serve as, as superintendents. As supervisors of angels. 
Thirdly, he says to collect, uh, the Webster Dictionary says to collect the rent or income and to keep their accounts. We see, according to this, that we are here to keep account. We need to be accountable and also to collect the rent and income and so forth. We will see this as we continue. Now that we have defined for ourselves what stewards are, let's ask ourselves the question, what is stewardship? According to the Oxford Dictionary, again, it says that it is the act of taking care of or managing, for example, property and organization, money or valuable objects. So you and I as stewards, our key performance areas, our key performance indicators are to take care of and manage. God has put us in charge to take care of and manage. But some of us might feel that, you know, we are owners. I own the car I have. I own the money I have. Let us look at what the word of God says about that. In the book of Psalm chapter 24 verse 1, in the contemporary English version, it says the following. The earth and everything on it, including its people, belong to the Lord. The world and its people belong to him. So we see here that everything in the world, including what we possess, belongs to God. What you and I have, what you and I possess, belongs to God. I like this version of scripture because it brings a, a, a part that we can understand and says, including in its people. You see, all of it, everything on the earth belongs to God. Again, we look at Romans chapter 11, verse 35. In the contemporary English version, it says the following. Has anyone loaned something to the Lord that he must be repaid? <laughs> Is there anything that you and I have loaned to God that he must repay us? I particularly like it in the message translation where it says the following. Has anyone, is there anyone who has done him such a favor that he should repay him? What favors have we done to God? Because sometimes we might feel that God owes me. God, you owe me in this and that. But the, the Bible asks, is there anything that we have loaned to God that he must repay us for it? So we understand that we are privileged to partner with God through stewardship. So we partner with God through stewardship by taking care of what is his. We are therefore, children of God, stewards. We are managers. We are caretakers of the resources of God, of the finances, of the property that God has put at our disposal. You and I take care of what belongs to God. And there, is, there are reasons why God has allowed us to be stewards of what he has given us. And I will only point out two reasons. God has extended these things to us. The finances, the resources, the property. For our provision. God is a good father. And as a good father, he provides for his children. God puts these resources at our disposal because he is a provider. God provides for me and for you. That's why God has made these resources available to us. That's the first reason. 
And the second reason is for good works. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to other people. The things that God puts us in stewardship over, he puts us for the reason of good works. That we should impact others with these good works. We are blessed to be a blessing. Come on, say that. I am blessed to be a blessing. Hallelujah. One day, we will have to give account to God for whatever is at our disposal. The talent that God has given you. The finances that God has given you and I. The education. The influence. The car. The house. You can name whatever else there. Whatever we have been given by God, we'll have to give an account to God of our use of all of this. Because they all belong to Him. I would like us to look at um, two types of stewards. Because of time, we will not go too in-depth into these, but I will just look at two uh, types of stewards in the Bible. We're going to turn our Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. It says in the New King James Version, Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. The first type of steward that we see is a faithful steward. When we look at Galatians chapter 5 verse 22, it, ta- it tells us about the fruits of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. It says, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, temperance, faithfulness. And ends off with self-control. It says that, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Faithfulness is included as one of the fruit of the Spirit. God has called you and I to be faithful stewards of what he has given to us. When we are filled with faith, we act in a way that is faithful. God has called us to be faithful stewards of what he has put us in charge of. We may look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and we see a list of all the, the, the giants of faith that are there. So when we are faithful, we do what God has called us to do. God has called you and I to tithe and to give. He has called you and I to be a blessing with the resources that he has put us over. So as stewards, we need to be faithful. Our faithfulness is necessary for the will of God to come forth in our lives. We have a mandate from God. And that mandate is to carry out what God has asked you and I as children of God, as sons of God, to carry out in this earth. So when we are faithful, we carry out what God has asked us to carry out. We looked in the, in the Webster Dictionary earlier where it says that, um, that the, the rich, the rich, the great families are the ones that have stewards. You and I, child of God, are from a rich family. We are from a great family, the family of God. And God has called us to be faithful stewards of that which he has put us over. Secondly, the second type of steward that we see is that there is an unfaithful steward. Luke chapter 16 verse 1 and 2 in the New King James Version says the following. He also said to his disciples, 
there was a certain rich man who had a steward. And an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give me an account of your stewardship, for you are no longer to be steward. This unfaithful servant was brought before his master because he was wasteful. When we are wasteful, we are not good stewards of what God has given us, what God has put us in charge of. An accusation was brought against the unfaithful steward because he was wasting his master's goods. God has not called you and I to be wasteful. God has not called you and I to misuse what uh, he has given us. We know the, well, the, the, the quote by Miles Monroe where he says, If the purpose of a good is not known, abuse is inevitable. God has not called us to abuse the resources that he has given us. He has not called us to be wasteful. So what happens when we account for what God has given us? Firstly, we, I mean, we know through the scriptures, Malachi chapter 3 verse, uh, verse 10 t- tells us, bring all the tithes into the, st- into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Trust me now in this and see if I will not open the windows of heaven above and pour out such a blessing that you might not have room, that you will not have room enough to contain it. God says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. This is the master's wish. So he says this to us as stewards to say, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. That is what you That is what I, as your master, expect of you as a faithful steward. God has put us over certain things so that we may execute faithfully what he has put us there to do. So the unfaithful steward in the book of uh, Luke chapter 16 verse 1 and 2 was wasteful. Wasteful means that he was not able to account for what was given to him. If the master gave him a million rand and said, run this business, run this household on this million, he was unable to stand before the master and say, these are the things, these are the key performance areas, these are the key performance indicators where you said, I need to do. So he was able to bring an account, a faithful servant is able to bring an account before his master. The unfaithful steward was unable to do that. So we ask ourselves, God, why stewardship? Why did God put you and I in stewardship over what he has? God allows stewardship to build financial capacity in us. You know what, child of God? God does not want us to be where we are financially next year. God does not want us to be stagnant. God is not looking for us to remain in the same place. But he puts us in where we are so that we are able to execute faithfully what he has put us over in order that he may build capacity. You see, God knows that where you are, you might not be able to account properly for a million rands. And maybe that's why God has not put a million rand in your hand yet. But it does not mean that God does not want to give you a million rand. God is looking to give you more than what you need. But he is allowing us to be stewards of what we have. 
God is allowing me to have 100,000 at this moment because he knows that I can handle 100,000. And when I am faithful in that, he will put me in a better place to manage more. So God allows stewardship in us to build financial capacity. You know what? The Holy Spirit is our teacher, including in our finances. Sometimes we feel that the Holy Spirit is just there to make us feel good. That the Holy Spirit is only there to help us pray in tongues. But the Holy Spirit is there to even teach us in matters financial. The Holy Spirit is there to teach you how to run your finances. You know what? You might have an MBA. You might have a master's in business administration. You might have a master's in business leadership. But you know what? The knowledge that the Holy Spirit gives transcends that of human understanding. The Holy Spirit knows more than we know as humans. You may have a budget and think to yourself, I'm going to run this budget no matter what. I'm not able to tithe. I'm not able to give. My budget is set. Allow the Holy Spirit to show you how to run your budget. Allow the Holy Spirit to allow you to to show you how to run your business. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. So in our finances, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to show us how to run our finances. To become better stewards. When the Holy Spirit shows us how to run our finances, He shows us through the Word of God. The Word of God, this Bible that we have, is what teaches us proper stewardship God's way. When we run our finances God's way, we are able to become stewards of what God has given us. We become good stewards when we obey the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there to show us how to run our finances. You know, child of God, it is not the will of God that you should suffer financially. Oh, God did not put you on this earth that you should suffer. We see in the book of John chapter 10 verse 10 where it says that God came, Jesus Christ came, that you may have life and that we may have it more abundantly to the full until it overflows. God has come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. God has come to give us a good life. And therefore, God has, did not put you on this earth to suffer. But God is in the process of building capacity in you to enable you to function at an, opt, at an optimal level where God wants you to be. It is not the will of God that we will remain in one place financially. God is not looking for you to be a centonier or a tenrandonier. God is looking to bring you into a place where you have much. So we should not settle for where we are. We need to be good stewards of where we are. God says in his word that if we are good stewards of what we have, he will make us ruler over much. You know what, let me share with you what it says in the book of Psalm chapter 24. Let's go back there. I like that piece of scripture. Because it has so much in it. It blesses me all the time. Psalm chapter 24 verse 1. In the New King James Version it says, The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. I like it here that it says, The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. Not some of its fullness. It is not only the fullness that is in your pocket that belongs to God. 
the world and those who dwell therein. So every single thing that is in the earth belongs to God. And therefore, God is saying that the fullness that is out there is also mine. Let's come back to this. Stewardship in our finances is but a facet, a chapter of God's growth plan for us. Hallelujah. Do you know that God has a financial plan for you? The book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says to us that God says, I know the plans I have towards you. Plans of peace to give you a future filled with hope. God has a financial plan for you. God's financial plan is not one of lack. God is not looking for you to sit in a place of lack, but he wants to bring you into a a place of plenty. He says to the children of Israel that the land I am bringing you into is a good land. And he says that this land is flowing with milk and honey. You know, I know some people might think the land flows with milk and money, but God says it flows with milk and honey. He says, I'm bringing you into a good land. God is bringing you and I into a good land. And he says here in his word that uh, it is just a, a way to grow you because he has a growth plan for you. God has a financial plan for you. And that plan does not include any lack. Faithful stewardship leads to increase and leadership. You see, when you are a good steward, when you are a faithful steward, you become a leader. You, you, you begin to increase. God is putting us in a place of stewardship so that we may become leaders. The scripture we, we read earlier, uh, Psalm chapter 24, verse 1, it says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The fullness that is in the earth, God has given to you. God has made you and I stewards of the fullness of the earth. Come on now. God has made you and I, child of God, stewards of the fullness of the earth. God did not just make you a steward of the little that you have in your pocket. God did not just make you a steward of the little that you have in your bank account. God did not just want you to drive that small car. God has made you and I stewards of the fullness of the earth. And therefore, he grows us. He grooms us. He develops us through stewardship so that we are able, we are better able to handle the fullness of the earth. The earth does not belong to the inhabitants of the earth. The earth does not belong to the evil one, to Satan, to the devil. The earth belongs to God and God has put you and I in charge. He has put you and I as stewards of the fullness that is his. I'd like us to look at um, Luke chapter 16 verse 12. And it says, And if you have been faithful in what is another man's, who will give, uh, if, you have, if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? God wants to give you and I what is our own when we are faithful. When, we, when you and I increase financially, we begin to lead in every facet of our involvement. Look, God wants you to lead in business. God wants you to lead wherever you are. There's no two ways about that. The Bible says that you and I, we are the head and not the tail. Know about that. We cannot just be the head in other matters and not be the head financially. 
God is looking to make you a leader financially. You and I need to be financial leaders. And stewardship is the door that opens that leadership. Pastor Cody was talking this past Wednesday, the last Wednesday, about doors. The importance of doors. And she said that uh, it is important for, for uh, there are businessmen out there looking to do business with people like us. People who love God. People who are trustworthy and honest. And therefore, faithfulness is a door that opens increase and leadership. You and I need to be financial leaders. And stewardship is the door that leads us. Faithful stewardship is the door that leads us to that. Let me take it a step further and say this to you, that God has not only entrusted us with stewardship of the money in our pockets, but God has called us to greater works. I want to show you this in the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 22. It says this, a good man, in the New King James Version, it says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Oh, that fires me up. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. You know, a storeroom is where they put things so that one day when they are needed, they can be taken from the storeroom. So it says that, that the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. You and I are the righteous because Jesus has made us righteous. I want to quickly show you what it says in the book of Galatians. In Galatians chapter 3, and we look at verse, verse 26. For it says, for you are sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many, as you, as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew or Greek, there is neither uh, f- uh, free There is is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You know, you and I are heirs according to the promise of God. And because of that, we are righteous. Christ has come and made us righteous. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I want to read that verse again for you. Proverbs 13, 22. But now in the New Living Translation, listen to what it says. It says, good people leave an inheritance for their grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth passes to the godly. The wealth of the sinner is passing to you and I because we are faithful. In closing, I want us to look at, at, at this verse in the contemporary English version where it says, if you obey God, you will have something to leave your grandchildren. It is the will of God that you and I have something to leave for our grandchildren. It is not the will of God that you and I should suffer. It is not the will of God that you and I should, have, uh, should not have enough bread. But God is a God of plenty. The verse continues to say, if you don't obey God, those who live right will get what you leave. So when we obey God, when we are faithful stewards of what God has given us, we will have something to leave for our children. When we, leave, when we live right, we will be able to leave something for our children. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say to you that God has made us stewards of his fullness. And therefore, as faithful stewards, let us execute what God has called us to do. Let us give our tithes. Let us give our offerings. Let us do the things that God has said in his word for us to do. Hallelujah. 
I hope that was a blessing for you. I hope you were blessed and you enjoyed that teaching. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Ngogocha. Till next time, God bless.